This is a Spoonie Full Podcast, chronically candid conversations, and I'm your host, Morgan Green. Hey guys, gals, people, Spoonies, beautiful people. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear my throat. Um, Welcome back. It is the last podcast of July. Can you believe that July is freaking over just like that? Like, I feel like I was just welcoming y'all to July. But anyway, this month went past very quickly. But before I begin on today's topic, I want to share something super special with you guys. Your girl was nominated for a WeGo Health Award um, in community and also patient leader. So two different nominations. And I just, I am filled with so much gratitude and I'm so humbled because I'm gonna be honest, I don't think people really listen to me, but it feels really good to know that um, what I say, what I do, what I write, it's resonating with the people who I really want to receive it. And it's helping you guys. So I'm just so thankful to those who nominated for me, those who endorsed me. And I'm excited for future things on the horizon. Like I just, I just feel like amazing. But anyway, enough about me. Let's get into today's topic. So it's not a repeat, but it kind of is a repeat. You'll, you'll see where I'm going. But anyway, if you guys have been keeping up with the news, you know that the Delta variant of COVID is making its way through the states and the numbers are coming back up. And, um, you know, with that, I talked about how my job is kind of pressuring me to go back to work full time. You know, they're pressuring me to you know get the vaccine, do all these things. And then you have the shift in the media. So for those who don't know, I actually went to school for mass communications. And one of the things that they talked about was the media and how the media uses particular language to shift the narrative. Like there is a difference in the way that people talk about certain things and how that subconsciously frames the perceptions and the thought processes of everyone. So now you may have seen headlines about, oh, the unvaccinated are causing the numbers to go up or this, this, and this. And I'm not going to say it's not true because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. However, I feel like that is very, very dangerous dialogue to have placing blame on anyone because it's no one's fault that COVID is here. I think that there need to be better uh, controls over how we're handling this situation because I just, anyway, this is not opinion time. But I say all that to say in the recent weeks as I have been trying to work with my employer and figure out a schedule that, you know, works well with what they expect from me as an employee and what I feel like I need as somebody who is in the immunocompromised space. You know, I'm faced with um, having to tell people about my illness. And a lot of it was like, it was a self-check for me because I do not feel like I am ashamed of having an illness. Like, I mean, I talk about it all the time. I have a podcast, I have a platform, I have a YouTube channel. Like if people Googled me, they could see Morgan has an illness. However, I believe that every Spoonie has a right to decide when they want to talk about having an illness, 
who they want to talk about it with. And for lack of better terms, and I do not mean to offend anybody, come out the spoonie closet. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about having the choice of coming out of the closet and what works best for those in the community. So, like I said, I don't feel like I'm ashamed. When I was first diagnosed, I was definitely in hiding. I was ashamed. I didn't want to talk about it. First of all, I couldn't even speak about it without bursting hysterically into tears. But that's besides the point. You know, as I've grown, as I've done a lot of self-love work and self-healing and mental wellness and just focusing on, you know, not necessarily... um, I don't want to say embracing, but I have, I've accepted it. I think I've accepted it. And I'm at a place where it's not this uh, trigger point for me filled with all these emotions. I don't feel ashamed, but I feel like this is a part of my story. And this is molding me into the woman that I will be um, one that is very well wounded and powerful with an illness. You know, that's not all of me. That's just a part of me. But with that said, we all have a choice about who we want to disclose that information to. I feel like when I go into work, I should not have to tell people, please keep your mask going around me. Because even if you say you're vaccinated, which we're not allowed, we're not allowed to ask people, are they vaccinated or are they not vaccinated in the workplace? However, if I express my desire to not join people in the conference room and sit around a table, or if I express my desire for, you know, to keep on my mask, I'm looked at as like, I'm the freak. And then, you know, I had a young lady, not a young lady, she's actually an older lady, Um, we had a meeting. I set up a meeting on a video meeting with everyone. And she, some people opted to go into the conference room. However, I still stayed in my office on the camera. And then after the meeting, she comes to my office and knocks on the door. And I I was actually having my lunch. So I told her to, that we could speak after my lunch. And she said, okay. And then I called her because she also has a video phone. And she was like, can I come over? And I was like, I would prefer to just do it over the video. She's like, are you okay? And I froze. And it's like, yes, I am okay. I just prefer to not be in close quarters or contact with people. You know, that's just not something that I want to do. I feel like even if I was not immunocompromised and even if I, you know, knew for a fact that everybody was fully vaccinated and I was fully vaccinated, I would still want those type of precautions because this uh, variant is still out here. We're not in the clear, you know? I have another guy who I talk to often and he's like, oh, maybe we can meet. He, They are so, I don't say they, people are so intent on getting back to normal and I feel like it's preemptive and to others for others to assume that the there has to be some uh, reason or excuse for you not to succumb to what they feel is normal is not fair. And it also puts you in a position where you have to tell people, I'm doing this because I'm in a special population. But why should I have to? I shouldn't have to, you know. We are allowed to choose who we want to share that with because that's a part of our story. And you're allowed to um, protect that however you best see fit. You know what I'm saying? And so I just I don't know why it really sat on my heart this week because I had to check myself. Like, am I ashamed of it? What's going on with it? But I just feel like it's a, a, a natural right. You know, it's just like or even my boss's boss because she's not my boss. Um, 
he makes comments alluding to the fact that, oh, I'm an exception. But it's like if everybody else is doing something and you're pointing it out, of course, everyone's looking at me like I'm the outlier or, you know, what's going on. And it's very, very uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable situation to be in. And I just really don't know how I'm going to handle it. You know, um, I know that people um, use... Like you can talk to people. I don't feel like the workplace is the place that I want to talk to people about what's going on with me personally, because I'm there to do my job and get a paycheck. There are a few people at work that I consider close enough to be friends or that I feel like I have to share that with. But technically, all you have to share your condition with is HR to make sure that you have reasonable accommodations and that you are not um, discriminated against because of your medical condition. So just take that as hard and you have to decide what is best for you all in all. So I just want to know, like, if you have been diagnosed with a chronic illness, how do you handle those type of situations? Like, do you tell everybody your situation or do you keep it to yourself? Like, um, or when do you decide that it's time? And, um, you know, like, I know people have talked about it, like in terms of like, oh, well, when you're dating someone, but in the workplace, it's completely different because it's just, you're not trying... I mean, I don't go into the workplace trying to like foster long bonds and build like this amazing relationship. I'm there to get a task done. Um, so like in my experience, I think that people are more comfortable with like a trusted small group of front family and friends, maybe their direct supervisor. So like, oh, I have a lot of doctor's appointments and so you're going to need to know. But I definitely do not feel like the entire office or the entire building of people need to know your business just because you are putting certain precautions into place to protect um, yourself. And I think a lot of it goes back to just the faith, the time that we're in where everyone just has so much access to everyone's bu uh, business because of social media. And they think that they have a right to know what's going on with you and you have to tell them. Like, I feel like it's very, very rude for people to ask what's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with me. I just don't want to be around a whole bunch of people during a pandemic. So, that is all. Um, again, if you guys have experienced this, have any tips on how to handle this, shoot me an email um, at iswasbillbblog at gmail.com. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook, you know, comment on YouTube. And let's have this discussion because I'm interested in seeing how many other people have experienced this and how you guys have dealt with it or how you guys are choosing to deal with it. And yeah, that is all. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for the nominations. And I will talk to y'all in August.